Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are rescuing the art of homemaking. If you're new to this show, that's what we do. We're rescuing the art of homemaking every Monday with you, red lips, no denim jumpers. That's our old tagline. Our fresh season 19 theme is Mind the Gap. We are with you this season, helping you create space in your life. This week, we're going to talk about literal space, but the overall theme is create some wiggle room because life is going to happen, whether that's having a few meals in the freezer or a few go-to outfits you can reach for in an emergency, even with our best intentions, life happens and we, we want to be prepared. We don't want to have to react. So we're going to mind the gap this season, and we're really happy you're here. I'm Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, my co-host for the last three years on this show since we started. Uh, Four. Four. Is Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead. We do this every time. Every time. (laughs) How are you? I'm well. I just came in from milking the cow and made a latte, fresh milk. So it's one of those moments where you're like, okay. This is good. Cheers. This is good. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm 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 jazzed about this. I'm jazzed about this mind the gap thing. I thought last week's episode was stellar. I really think like last week's was one of our best. Really? Uh, I felt I self-conscious do. after we got done. <laughs> yeah, I mean we were pretty pretty forthright, but I felt like it was really like if I was I listened to podcasts. I would have listened to that. I thought it was a good conversation. So if you missed the premiere of season 19, go back and check it out and let us know what you think. We'd love that. And the best way Mm -hmm. for you to do that, to really let us know what you think, is to share this podcast with um, someone who's doing life with you. Everyone is a homemaker. Whether you have a big home, a little home, an apartment, your parents' basement, you're 17, you've got a bedroom. Everyone is making a home in some way, shape, or form. So share this show with a few homemakers this week. There you go. I'm excited about all these different topics that we did touch on last week because we, I mean, we peppered around, didn't we? Here, there, We peppered, girlfriend. We had the pepper grinder out. that's an episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it was almost tricky to like be like, which one do we even talk about first? Because there's so many. Well, I think Um, this is really timely because, you know, it is... It is the new year and um, everybody's like, you know, pitching stuff out to make room for the Christmas stuff. Yeah. Um, so as far as minding the gap uh, this week, we're going to make some gaps. <laughs> we're going to talk about decluttering. I think this is so important. And I, and I thought about it <laughs> last week when you shared that you had cleaned up little pockets of construction for a company that was coming over for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And We've spent so many years of our married life in our home. Under construction. Around construction, truly. I mean, it was just this time last year, literally, that we moved our mattress off our living room floor, that we were actually moved into a bedroom. And in the eight years that we've lived here, our basement, well, you've stayed in our basement. basement I've stayed in your basement. It's always just been like, it was just a crap hole. We had no laundry room. We have no storage. It was. It was just so rough. And listen, the point and the point of this podcast is never that we achieve perfection. Oh, once we have the perfect house and we're no longer under construction, then I can be happy. That's not the point. But 
No. Um, it just made me, <laughs> you know, those moments you feel grateful that I'm yeah. grateful I don't have to change poopy diapers anymore. You know, it's not that I don't appreciate that time or that it doesn't have value mm -hmm. or that I don't think people should have children. But like, I personally am glad I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> just like I'm personally glad that we have a laundry room now. That doesn't mean yeah. you can't make do. Of course you can. And you should. Of course you but, can. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We've Our house is small. So living around all of that construction stuff, cans of paint and scrapers and all that for so many years, it made me really grateful <laughs> that that space is now able to be filled with something else, let's say. I actually can't fathom a house without a pile of tools in the corner. <laughs> I know. And paint cans. I can't. And it's going to get been worse six for years, you. So. It's going to get worse. Uh, it's going to get so my much worse. I just email, uh, emailed Francois this morning and he, the semi leaves today with my tile on it. <laughs> so I don't I'm, think you've actually told the audience what's going to happen here. Angela's gutting her kitchen. Oh, did I not say anything? I don't think so. It's confusing so. Like because I sometimes I get a little confused. Like I sat down with my Old World Design Society this morning and talked to them about the tile. So maybe it feels like I was in front of a microphone talking about it because I was. Um, yeah, we're taking out the nasty. Well, they're the wood floors. They're unfinished or unsealed. They're just gross. They're buckled in the boot room from the water. Um, and we're putting down terracotta. A creamy, buttery yellow with hints of blue uh, terracotta. <laughs> but it, I'm trying to steady myself like speaking of mind the gap i'm gonna need to make some meals and cover all my bases because it's probably gonna get really bad before it gets fabulous we're talking about like so what what else are you square doing feet after plus. the floors what's that what so you're gonna replace the floors then yeah what well before we do the floors we have to rip out that awful cabinetry what's left of the cabinetry from when we bought the house so we okay. got to take that out once okay. when we take that out or right before we take that out, we have to create more storage. So we'll either do the built-ins or I'm just going to buy a huge stainless steel baker's rack and use that for a few months with wicker baskets. Mm -hmm. And that'll be horrible. But I mean, we'll have to create some storage, but the cabinets have to go so we can do the floor where they are. Because mm -hmm. once that's done, once the, like the idea is that it, pardon me is that it is a 100% unfitted kitchen. There will be all furniture, no cabinetry. So <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. it's So do you have the furniture pieces? Like have you thought about how I this have, is all piecing together? I have well my dream piece, I always do this where I get like this really high-end antique dream piece of furniture that's out of my sphere. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> out of my, <laughs> you know, and then I have to like come up with something so my dream piece is a draper's table they are extremely expensive so a draper's table is um like from the textile industry what they would roll the fabric out on and they're beautiful you can see them on first dibs they're they're gorgeous i can't afford that <laughs> so i will be making one uh so i have a beautiful old antique harvest table and um I'm going to swap out the legs for like some big chunky, maybe monastery type legs, chunkier, put it on casters, create a bottom shelf, marble the top and make my own. So then I will have two, I already have a rolling marble island, then I will have two that I can move around and 
changed the layout of the kitchen, lots of dough rolling broom, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, for baking and everything. So, yeah. I, so, no, I do not. So, have is all the, the copper sink staying? The copper sink will stay. The dumb birch logs that it's been sitting on for six years will go. There'll be brackets holding it up. That wall will be tiled with my all my hand painted tile that I'm working on in my air quote free time. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be beautiful. I know it's that. It's going to be beautiful. It is a labor of love. To hand paint a thousand tiles is insane. But mm -hmm. it's necessity. They're $45 a piece. And fair enough, it's a hand painted tile. So I was like, well, shoot, I can do that. It'll but, yeah. take me 10 years, but I'll get It'll there, It'll take baby. me 10 years. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Slow and steady. Yeah. Slow and steady. But yeah, it's going to be, I'm just trying to. We have to paint, you know, like we have to repaint the kitchen. It's like we're starting over, really. It's like literally starting over and it's going to be messy and nasty. So. Yes, it will be. Yeah. We've done that like six times in our kitchen because <laughs> you don't. I didn't know I was going to be doing a cooking community from there when we moved in. I didn't. Yeah. I would have started in a completely different fashion. Mm. And also stages of what you can do and stages of what you can afford and stages yeah. of what you creatively can see in your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... this, I mean, that, obviously there's two, there's probably more than two camps, but there's two camps with interior design. There is the customer that can go in, hire a plan, hire the contractors and get it done within whatever it is, you know, 45 days to nine months or however long the project takes. And then there's the other where you you uh, come up with an idea and it's a matter of saving and timing and waiting to find the right piece, which can take years. I mean, it's a, like for someone like me, it's a really slow process. And that's really fun because you're kind of always in a creative state. Uh, it can get exhausting and halfway through that saving and everything like your ideas can change your oh, taste can change totally. so you do have to be I find that I have to be a bit more intentional and like not fanciful I have to think very chic very yeah. elegant like what does future Ange want like this isn't just like la 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 new color paint like you are creating a space that God willing, you have as an old lady. This is my forever floor. So it's probably good that it took me two years to save for it because had You're I just been sure able to write it. the check, <laughs> I'm darn sure I want it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, I know this isn't about design per se, but you know, again, our house is is small and what I've noticed that over the years, as the kids get bigger, they take up more space. They have more stuff of their own. Yeah. My style has certainly changed from like, what can I find at Goodwill that's old and crusty to let me actually think about this and what pieces. Mm -hmm. I have nothing in my kitchen that doesn't serve the kitchen. It's not the kitchen for that. It's not a, it's not dainty. <laughs> it's just yeah. the nature of it. What I have found is that all of my rooms are ending up with a two color theme. So whereas in the kitchen before I had a blue and white, I'm sorry, a blue and yellow wallpaper and I had a white ceiling and I had blue cabinetry, sorry, green cabinetry. Now I'm like, it's this is a blue and yellow kitchen. Which is Th the those best are the colors color. of the kitchen. 
this is blue a blue and yellow, and yellow kitchen. kitchen. Try the best. <laughs> the wallpaper is blue and yellow. The mm -hmm. cabinets are blue. Marble is neutral. The ceiling is yellow. I painted all the wood trim around the windows and around the door frames. It's now yellow. So there's mm -hmm. no, it's, it feels cleaner. It's full, it's colorful, but it's cleaner. Well, what it does is like, especially like you have a lot of stuff going on in your kitchen too, because you've dialed in the palette. It just makes it feel a little less. I'm not saying your kitchen felt hodgepodge, but because people like us like antiques and stuff hanging from the ceilings and mm -hmm. that stuff, when you kind of tailor something as important as the color palette, Mm -hmm. while you've got all that stuff kind of going on it it does it makes it what well, makes it more tailored you know it does mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's been fun the living room is like a dark green and a light green like it mm -hmm. just it's just hanging out there and I'm really excited about that it our bedroom is not very subtle green I mean it has the green ceiling it's just mm -hmm. I don't know it's just kind of fun to see and again if if new Shay could tell old Shay something, I would just be like, mm. pick bloody two colors and stick with it. Just mm. pick your two colors and stick with it. Mm -hmm. Because what seems maybe simple or like, oh, I can do more than that, or I can make it more lavish than that, doesn't always serve things. You're actually creating visual space by keeping it simple, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny. Those two colors were staring at you for how long? Oh, yeah. I mean, I put the wallpaper <laughs> up five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So at least five years. But yeah, it, anyway, it's just kind of, I love that idea of even creating space in visual ways mm -hmm. where it's just a little bit simpler. So, um, okay. Well, before we dive into kind of creating that physical space today, let's give a shout out to season 19 sponsor, Branch Basics. We heard from some of you, you guys are excited that Branch is with Homemaker Chic. And we're really excited that Branch is with Homemaker Chic because we really, really work hard to bring you guys products that we actually use and actually love. And we use Branch Basics. Both Angela and I have used Branch Basics for a long time. So yeah. If they're new uh, to you. <laughs> look. What? <laughs> get some. I just like, I, you know, how many years of like trying to make your own cleaning products? I don't enjoy that. It was great. I did it for a long time. And then trying to find like clean brands. They're expensive again. And then just going, oh, to heck with it. I'm just going to go to Target. I just want to clean my house. You yeah, know? but they're $8 I, a bottle. They're so And they're much. not clean. If you actually look and them up. They're not yeah, clean. Yeah. So again, I know I was like going on and on about this last week. We're, we're talking about a giant bottle of concentrate and a few equations to make like so many different products. Three mm -hmm. drops of the concentrate for one, six of another. And Shay told me last week that they make glass bottles. I don't know how I missed that. So I have glass yep. bottles on the way because I love glass bottles. I love them for my soap dispensers. Yeah. I love glass bottles. Well, and see, that's so aesthetically, you know, it's like a yummy, it's yummy. Oh, yeah. When I got mm -hmm. my glass bottles, I redid my whole little cleaning basket, and which mm -hmm. literally consists of, and this is important because if you get one of the starter kits and you should. So if you go to links.branchbasics.com forward slash homemaker chic, you're going to get 15% off one of those starter kits. And you'll notice that in the starter kits, there's an oxygen boost. It's like a like a powder, you know, and mm -hmm. you'll get the concentrate. 
So concentrate in all the different bottles. And listen, it's not complicated. They put a little line on the bottle. Fill with water it's, till here. Fill my with kids concentrate until here. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I give my kids to it. Right. Um, and you use this for hand soap. So that comes with a hand soap dispenser. So I use it for that. And I've had mine for two and a half years in the kids' bathroom. And I'm still using the same dispenser. So that says mm -hmm. something. But you can use the concentrate for laundry soap. This is what I use to clean toilets, sinks, inside of the dishwasher, the sink, the stove. It cuts grease like nobody's business. This is why That's I was amazing. so adamant about sharing it with the cooking community. Like, you have to try mm -hmm. this. Um, it has zero fragrance for those of you who are fragrance sensitive. Some people add a few drops of oil, like lavender, just if they want it to smell a certain way when they clean, but that's totally mm -hmm. up to you. Um, but there's no fragrance, no hormone disruptors. It's non-toxic, plant and mineral-based. You can go look it up online. It'll show you mm -hmm. what the little toxicity rating is. I don't... It, it works better than any, green quote, green cleaner that you can use. So, links... Dot. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Listen to what? this. One bottle of concentrate makes three all-purpose bottles of cleaner, three bathroom bottles of cleaner, three streak-free window cleaner, 64 loads of laundry, and four hand soaps. That's how much you can get out mm -hmm. of one bottle of concentrate. Yeah. Sweet. I believe it. And if you're not using it for laundry, that would be... Even more. A lot yeah. more. I do right. use it for laundry because it takes, takes the stank out, man. I use that mm -hmm. and I use a scoop of the oxygen boost too. And that's kind of like that gritty cleaner. So like if you've got, if you have like a white enameled kitchen sink, you can sprinkle some of the oxygen boost in the bottom, scrub it around, mm -hmm. let it sit. It really works at taking off stains really well out of laundry, out of fabrics, all that kind of stuff. So, and toilets too. Yep. Links.branchbasics.com forward slash homemaker chic. I know that's a lot to remember. So go to Instagram, hit the clean button. It'll take you right there. You won't have to remember any of it, but do give it a try because we're going to be creating space. We're going to be cleaning. We're going to be organizing. We're already working through our home organization challenge together. So it's the perfect time for you to have these really wonderful supplies on hand. Sweet. Yep. I do love right. them so much. I love them so much. Yeah. Uh, you got to have things that keep you jazzed as you're taking care of your home. Amen. Got to stay. Got to stay motivated. Amen. All right. Uh, let's, let's talk what about do we wanna this do? creating space. I, okay. I want to I wanna give people bites that they can actually use. Okay. Like mm -hmm. Angela said on Monday, last Monday, like Rome wasn't built in a day. Okay. You can't right. just all of a sudden decide you're going to declutter your entire house and create all this wonderful physical space. You will drown. <laughs> You will drown and you yeah. will die. So start small. I think when we're talking about habits and we're talking about lifestyle changes that mm. of creating space, think about, mm -hmm. let's think about your junk drawer. Okay. I know I went for the jugular. No, no. I just, the junk drawer is like really, okay. The junk drawer intrigues me. You know how each region of our country has, you know, I'm from the Midwest. We have a very distinct traditions whether they're brandy alexander's or dinner supper clubs or like we have certain things here is the junk drawer worldwide i don't have a junk drawer i hate you 
Shut up. I don't. I don't have a junk drawer. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to tell no you. No way. I don't. I don't what have do one. What do you do with your junk? I don't have it. I guess I don't know what's in your junk drawer. Oh my gosh. It like so it goes I clean it out about every 60 days. I just told my family, whatever is important to you, get it out of this drawer because it hasn't been done since like Thanksgiving. Let's say I think I did it before we had company Thanksgiving. God forbid they need a pen. It is so bad. There is crepe paper like with like like hanging out of it like mm-hmm. <laughs> unfurled from a Christmas Eve birthday. There are miscellaneous keys, paper clips, little wadded up receipts. That's not me, by the way. <laughs> uh who knows? Flashlights, little, you know, little kid things, bobby pins, crystals that have fallen off the chandelier that I haven't put back on. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is it has all the acrylic, it has the compartments. They're labeled with a label maker, but it doesn't stay ever stay the way it should and i just have to redo it all the time but i can't imagine not having one so <laughs> yeah sometimes i, you, I, I just need a place to, to shove things oh but you're better than me I, apparently well i our office we have an office we have a desk okay yeah that see, has and that's drawers. right around the corner it's my right office the corner. is upstairs yeah right so i have bins that are labeled like receipts Print cartridges, miscellaneous mm-hmm. nails and screws, hand tools, batteries. See, you know? that's like mine is, yeah. And they're all, the I just got them stacked up and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying every piece of my home is organized, but my point in this was like, just start small. Because mm-hmm. if every time you open your kitchen cabinets and they're organized, or every time you go to use laundry soap you know, you've got this small little area of your life organized, that is going to encourage you yeah, to keep that a habit. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that just small motion forward, small motion forward. And it really does create space in your mind. It doesn't mm-hmm. even just create physical space. Mm-hmm. When you're able to look at that and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, that's nice. I did that. <laughs> Isn't that pleasant? Mm-hmm. You get that like emotional hit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing about the junk drawer is like multiple people are contributing to it, you know? Yeah. I notice like I can get it clean and then two days later somebody's got a pocket full of Legos that they don't want to take upstairs and kerplunk. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's. So that's start your... small. Start small. Okay. Just choose one little thing. I would like it if there was more space here. I have to go mm-hmm. do this right now after we're done recording with my pantry and my kitchen because I had organized it. That was part of our our home organization challenge before Christmas right? and then Christmas and company. And now all my spice jars are empty and people put them back in the wrong spot. And there's like mm-hmm. remnants of, I don't know, things. I yeah. need to go create space there because mm-hmm. when you try to pull things out, it's not situated correctly everything's it's just not right i'm gonna go create some space yeah i think starting small is really important because it i think a lot of times we get in our minds that it has to be like this giant overhaul 
Yeah. Like, I'm going to be a new Friday. woman right now. <laughs> Friday, I'm going to rip everything out of my kitchen cabinets and wipe them down and vacuum them out and get rid of Tupperware lids that don't have a right. match. And like, you, you I've have had it. this. You have this vision of like a whole kitchen exorcism. And by 145, you're in the fetal position. Dinner's not, there are right. no dinner plans. Right. It, everything's all over the place. You know, so often, like you, you do have to create a mess to clean up a mess, you know. But I think in the kitchen in particular, when you just like go bonkers and try to do it all at once, it's so overwhelming. I think this is a genuine cultural problem that we have because we are now a generation of homemakers that was raised on like TLC's trading spaces and Chip and okay. Joanna Gaines like, we're going to renovate your house in 48 hours or whatever. Like, Oh, this kind of lie that you can have a before and after in We're hours. in the before and after yes. culture. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, okay. Great. You lost 150 pounds. Like, I need to in see 29 that in 25 minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly uh. what it is. We want the before and after because I think it gives us a bigger dopamine hit. Than, For sure. Hey, I have 15 minutes. Why don't I go clean out the spice cabinet, get that resituated again, and then I'll join in on the family game or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. There's no... There's no huge adrenaline hit there. You're not going to go brag to your friend that you just cleaned the spice cabinet for 15 minutes. I got the crumbs out of the knife drawer. Yeah. yeah. You don't get to play the martyr card. Haven't you guys seen <laughs> what I've been doing all day? <laughs> Appreciate me. I think it's a problem. Mm -hmm. Because we it, uh, that's as if to say good habits aren't enough. And they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, start small. I mean, genuinely, maybe sit down and write out five things where you feel that, like, tension. You can usually tell in your house when you can't shut the kid's toothbrush, you know, cabinet and toothpaste is smeared everywhere and stuff keeps falling out onto the floor. Like, you know where those pinch points are. Usually as the homemaker, right? Like none of your cleaning supplies are organized. None of the mm -hmm. towels in the cupboard are folded. There's a bunch of old rags that you keep pushing to the side because you don't want to use those ones. I mean, think, come on. No, I really, I just wrote it down. <laughs> List, I, I, I love what you just said. List five places that create tension. Because my goodness, don't we have them? What are yours? Can you <sighs> think of them? I just listed some of mine. <laughs> Kids' toothbrushes falling over. Yeah, I mean, I have a situation where, like, I have a few children. I don't know if it's just no name and names. Dense. <laughs> they're being dense. I don't know what the flip it is. They don't put the dishes where they they don't put things where they go when they put the dishes away. And I'm like, here's where this goes. This drawer is all labeled, and here's where this goes. Like. Over and over and over again, I have to say, there's a handful of things where I have to go like, where is it? I'll be baking or doing something. Where's my whatever? Where's my whatever? Um, so I the my junk drawer is a tension point because it's broken. So sometimes I even kick it closed. <laughs> it, it makes me crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's definitely one. Um, 
I don't, you know, a lot of it is life with kids. I, what are you going to do? Like, can we just not spooge the toothpaste all over the top of the lid and then close the lid on it? No. Do I have to, every time I walk in the bathroom, take a little toilet paper, wipe all the toothpaste off so I can close the lid? Like, I feel like I'm forever detailing the toothpaste. <laughs> it's, it's so irritating. Like, does this big goober not gross anyone out but me? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I think the point is that you don't avoid things like that, right? That mm -hmm. was what we talked about last like, week. You're not changing your circumstances. Now, of course, as parents, we have to come along with the kids and, like, train them in these things, right? right. Like, that's part right. of our job there. But yeah. But as of now, like, um, one of the things I recently did was put little jam jars in our bathroom cupboard, and I put mm -hmm. everyone's name on a jam jar. And okay. here's here's your toothbrush and your toothpaste. Here's your toothbrush and your toothpaste. Here's your toothbrush and your toothpaste in your labeled jar. So the offender can be identified. But see, and, my kids would steal each other's. Yeah. So it's definitely a character. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a character. I mean, that's, it's going to happen or yeah, somebody uses theirs we have too a, quickly. A few of that. us, a few of us are so, we just keep our own. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I keep my tooth, like keep my tooth I don't want it with everybody else's it'll get dropped on the floor behind the toilet no one will bother to pick it up when you know? one person gets the stomach flu and you share toothpaste I learned that early on in mothering like get your own yeah. toothpaste your, that's a great idea because stomach flu I hate the stomach flu yeah I cannot I tell know. you when they put it like in a cup next to somebody else's toothbrush I'm like you guys why why <laughs> do you want your toothbrush next to someone else's that's disgusting yeah <laughs> exactly oh, i think i have enough speaking of mind the gap i keep a lot of toothpaste i bet i could come up with one for each person in the family today mm -hmm. oh i'm giddy yeah yeah find the pinch points <laughs> write them down start small don't think you have to build rome overnight okay and no i love I love what you do, like even your idea of when you go to your cooler, Shay and I each have walk-in coolers as opposed to refrigerators, but like just taking five things and putting them kind of where they go. And what if you are, what if you're a full-time home, you know, you're working corporately full-time and you have an hour commute to and from and like doing the junk drawer isn't anywhere on the horizon, mm -hmm. right? How about every time you open it? Exactly. You just go, okay, where are all the pens in this drawer? I'm going to put them in one container. Just just today is just the pens. Tomorrow, I'm just going to grab the little miscellaneous receipts. Like, what if you micro? Exactly. That's what I'm you saying. Know? Like, And that should be as reward. Like, that is a good habit. That actually changes your character. It changes your function as a homemaker. Mm -hmm as opposed to mm -hmm. reactionary. This is so bad. It's so bad for everyone. The pain point is so severe that I'll devote an entire Saturday towards- Right, a free time. Whatever. Yeah. Pick, pick your poison. I need to run mm -hmm. 15 loads of laundry because right, I've gotten right. so behind. And now no one has mm -hmm. any clean clothes. Mm -hmm. Like that's not what we're going for here. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen or that it won't happen. I'm saying- right. We are in, we are operating in the hope that as homemakers, we develop better habits so that we it get doesn't get it. to the point. Yeah. 
look, homemaking is a job. So nobody is on the same job for 20 years without getting better. Like if at, like outside the home, you get yeah. better at what you do. Yeah. And and it's, it should be no different with homemaking. But mm -hmm. most of the time that where, it, it, you know, I guess it could, it's skill. I think the homemaker improves with skill and habits because mm -hmm. a lot of us have bad habits and, and they're, they're maybe not bad on their own, but they're bad uh, under the umbrella of homemaking. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So then after that, maybe you'll disagree with this, but. Okay. I think identifying those things and starting small and creating these habits and all that. But when you want to talk about physical space, I think it's important to consider the seasonality of your home because the needs of a home change season to season and the way that you use your home changes season to season mm -hmm. and thus the amount of space you need or don't need in any given space during any given season can change. And mm -hmm. so there's creating space isn't necessarily a permanent thing. It really is okay. this habit of learning to identify the need for it and then mm -hmm. knowing the methods that you can employ to create it. So I'm thinking about taking it one room at a time. Mm -hmm. Is that how you would approach it? Doing it one room at a time. Yeah. Are we, are we looking at seasonality? Like, tell me what you're... Yeah, sure. So I'm thinking about like our... I mean, outside of snow gear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect Hello. example. Yeah. So yeah. our living room, we have one living space, one living room besides mm -hmm. bedrooms and kitchen, <laughs> dining room. Okay. And in the do summertime... Do you guys use that door or do you use the kitchen door? What's, what's your door? Like your... Snow gear comes in living room door. Everything okay. else comes in kitchen. Okay. So we use both. And at this... This time of year, I literally have to vacuum every single night because just chunks of mud will come in on boots, dried mud, poop, you know, it's just messy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the way we use that room changes a lot. So in the winter time, we're up there all the time because we have a big fireplace up there. It's where all the snow gear is. People aren't mm -hmm. outside. In the summer, it's pretty hot and pretty sunny. So we don't hang out in there nearly as much. So mm -hmm. even the way that we arrange furniture changes because I try to move my couches away from the windows when the sun's going to bleach them. Like yeah. all these kinds of things, you literally have to make room for the snow gear. Um, yes. Or I think I talked about this last week, but I even took out, we had a beautiful, beautiful bench with like carved wood and it was like one of those fainting kind of couch benches. I took it out and put it in the barn and put a plastic folding table there with all the art supplies, the roller cart, the watercolors, the pens, mm -hmm. stacks of paper, because the kids can't go outside like they can go outside in the summer. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have to give them those spaces. Mm -hmm. They were doing art in their beds. And I'm like, oh, you guys, come on. We right, can, right. We can do this. Right. So we actually had to create space in that room. By putting more stuff in. Mm-hmm. But it gave us space. It gave us creative space, mental space, mm -hmm. time space. Like now they have a place where they can go and spend time. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's 
it's such an interesting topic because it's uh it's not easily defined no it's gonna and it's gonna be so different for for everyone right right so i would say if you're really feeling the need for it just yeah take take a room if you've already created habits and you've dealt with some of these pain points you know you've identified and maybe set some goals then maybe on the day that you normally clean your bathrooms maybe you do rearrange things a little you know you take the mm -hmm. time to put up a new little storage shelf or you take the time to un um, fold your towels or organize your washcloths or mm -hmm. you know condense all your shampoos and conditioners or i mean take your pick take your yeah pick i think there's gonna things. yeah there's so many different things that fall under decluttering so um i was just reading some ideas on decluttering online and one one really got me because I see this all the time and I have pockets of my home where I've been guilty of this. And it, it was talking about not using your home as a storage unit. <laughs> and yes. like, I see this so often. I, I, you see it in people's kitchens. People are ruthless yeah. with their kitchens. There's just junk and cardboard boxes oh. and stuff that doesn't go in a kitchen yeah it's so easy to do with a front hall closet where maybe you should just have a few nicer coats and a vacuum cleaner and there's just stuff you know uh i think that's really like going through your house and looking like how am i treating this room in a way that it wasn't intended for or am I frustrated with this closet because I'm I'm not treating it the way it should be treated? Does my linen closet have have junk in it? Do I get frustrated because I reach for a towel and light bulbs are falling on my head? Or, you know, like mm -hmm. what? I just loved the yeah. idea of whether it's old cell phones. It, you know, I've yeah. talked about this before about how one thing I do in my kitchen especially is I take things out of circulation. And it's kind of like what you were saying about considering the seasonality of your space. I don't keep my cookie cutters and all my decorating stuff in my kitchen. At Christmas time I do, but then it goes in a tub and it goes away. I, I can't have that in circulation in my space. And I think a lot of clutter in the home happens because stuff that shouldn't be in circulation is there the box mm -hmm. of old cell phones like maybe you're going to keep them for parts or maybe you're going to put them on marketplace someday or whatever but like they don't need to be in your living space mm -hmm. where can they go mm -hmm. in a basement mm -hmm. in the garage mm -hmm. in the garbage mm -hmm. recycled whatever you know um i think a lot of a lot of clutter happens by spaces not being used properly yeah yeah i think you know we talk about a lot on this podcast, how you and I have grown very much alongside our listeners. Mm -hmm. I hadn't, we have spent now collectively hundreds of hours devoting our thoughts towards homemaking, like truly the mm -hmm. art of homemaking. And naturally, when you meditate and think and talk and converse and live in community around a topic like that, it gets better. Mm -hmm. When I think back to where we were four years ago when the podcast started, I think about things just like that. Boxes of, you know, tax documents that I 
were living in the bedroom or <laughs> closets yep. that were just full of whatever I didn't know what to do with, with no system whatsoever, mm -hmm. or medicines strewn all about the house, all my different supplements and pills and cotton swabs. And like, there was no collective organization system to bring it together. And mm -hmm. I think that can be overwhelming. And I think that can feel like a lot of work. But the flip side of that is you create a ton of space mm -hmm. in doing that. And mm -hmm. I want to talk about, well, hold on. Take a tea okay. real fast with us, listeners. Um, thank you to sponsors of Homemaker Chic Podcast. Hang with us for just a two minute for just two minutes during these ads. We'll be right back. <laughs> Is your linen closet ready for life? Do you need extra towels, sheets, blankets, pillows, you know, extra linens for when life happens? What if you could have heirloom linens that didn't end up on next year's garage sale? What about investing once in an American-made product designed to last a lifetime? Shay and I both dress our beds and homes in American Blossom Linens, and you can too. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. Our friends at American Blossom are dedicated to bringing us quality American-made linens that can stand the test of time and can stand up to our lifestyle. Our theme this season is Mind the Gap. So give yourself some extra wiggle room with extra pillows, towels, duvet covers, and more from AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. That's AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Get 20% off by using the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 at checkout. Gardeners, listen up. We want you to save on your garden seeds this year. So visit homemakerchicpodcast.com forward slash survival garden seeds and use the code homemakergarden for 10% off the big three kits, the home garden collection, homesteader collection, or farmer collection. Survival garden seeds are on a mission to help teach you self-reliance through gardening. Look, a lot of us are gardeners here, which means a lot of us are going to be buying seeds for the coming growing season. Why not buy seeds that are guaranteed to grow anywhere in the United States and guaranteed to be non-GMO heirloom seeds? Survival Garden Seeds will even teach you how to collect every single variety of seed on the back of the packet. This is a fabulous family-run company that has built a huge resource for us gardeners and it also is the seeds that Angela and I use in our garden. Don't just shop their prepackaged kits, use their growing guides, learn how to save seeds, read the blog. There's lots of information there for you. HomemakerChicPodcast.com forward slash survival garden seeds and use code HomemakerGarden for 10% off one of their most popular big three seed collections. If we are minding the gap, that means we are being prepared. And I want you to prepare future you for beautiful, sexy skin. And you can do that using luxurious natural skincare from Toops & Co. Treat your skin today, enjoy the results today and in the future. Use the code HMC10 for 10% off Toops' natural commitment. Means that you are using ingredients like cold pressed olive oil, organic grass fed tallow. Emily Toops is the founder and she has made all of her products without using synthetic chemicals, gross toxins and fillers, artificial colors, no artificial fragrances, of course. They are made in the USA and all the ingredients are sustainable, fair trade. We have full transparency here and you can know that everything is ethically sourced. 
Skincare products should nourish our skin without leaving hormone-disrupting toxins in the body, but don't take our word for it. Prepare to look fabulous today and in the future with Tubes & Co. Skincare. Visit tubesandco.com. Shop organic skincare with the code HMC10 for a 10% discount. Here's one way that this has not worked for me. So maybe somebody's suggested this to you too, to okay. embrace digital solutions to some of these problems. Do you know what I mean? I don't, no, okay. I don't. So here's an example. We both run okay. at-home businesses. You talked about the wadded up receipts in your junk drawer, okay? Now, tech Again, people- that's not, that's not me. <laughs> tech people would say- Oh, like that. You know there's an app and you can just scan your receipt and then you can throw it away. Let me show you my system for my S corporation. This is my system right here. I have a tub. It has a receipts label on it and all mm -hmm. the receipts get put into this tub. I cannot do the digital thing. It doesn't work for me. I have a physical planner. I have a physical calendar. I have a physical whiteboard. Mm -hmm. Like I cannot, I, I have to have that stuff. And I think that's a great point because when we're talking about decluttering, we're not being anti-stuff. Like you and I both have a lot of stuff. I have a lot of stuff. stuff. Yeah, that I mean, doesn't... I have a lot of stuff. I like, have a we're lot not of shoes. Minimalism. Yeah. I'm not a minimalist. No, yeah. I'm not talking about that. And some people, that's really good for them to be minimalistic. It's not good for me. <laughs> I to like be digital. Stuff. Or even to be digital. Even to be digital. Yeah, I like I like paper. I'm yeah. constantly with... Yeah. Yeah, constantly. Um, yeah. I... <laughs> yeah. Look at us oldies, just using paper, writing in cursive. Such luddites. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Long live the Luddite. Um, you know, I think here's something I think stops us from decluttering. I think there is a lot of guilt about throwing things away. I think sure. a lot of people str struggle with, I spent money on this or somebody gave this to me. The landfills are overflowing, mm -hmm. so I need to keep it. Mm -hmm. and just get out that garbage bin, girlfriend. I'm like, I love to throw things away. I probably have a problem. <laughs> I really, really enjoy it. It's cathartic to me to get rid of something. Um, But I think there's a lot of uh, like guilt and maybe it's mis in misdirected frugality mm -hmm. towards like just you can buy something again. Mm -hmm. uh you don't if it's causing you mental clutter and it's falling out of the closet or you don't have a home for it if it's just this item that just or series of items that moves from place to place in your house like it is okay to part ways with things you can do it and i don't think it's going to break the bank if in 24 months you're like oh rats where where was that cord mm -hmm. oh did i get rid of that cord just order another one. It's going to be okay. And if your budget is that tight, then you have bigger problems. And Okay. I mean, it's... Okay. I'm going to cue the wide music. Okay. Um, because what you're saying, I think, is really important. And I, I want to remember what you're talking about. Because I want to talk about mindful purchasing. Okay. Because I think right, that's another that important point. But speaking okay. of mindful purchasing... 
Okay. Great segue, actually, Shay. Thank you. It's I like thought you'd been doing like a that. podcast for four years. That was almost as good as mine last week. I thought you'd like okay. that. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? No, I'm just <laughs> Why, cue the wine purchasing. music. Cue the um, wine music. Dry okay, Farm Wines. Dry Farm Wines. We purchase things not in mass, not to overconsume, not to abuse, but really trying to create and facilitate a home that brings things in purposefully saying when you can take a step back and not say hey this was the three dollar wine on sale but hey i brought this in for a re- for a specific reason to serve mm. a certain goal and for us who are aware of the things that we put in our body and how that affects us and how that affects the farmers who are growing the food that we're eating, the wine we're drinking. You really cannot do better than Dry Farm Wines. So we want you to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Use that link because you get an extra bottle in your first order. But I have a wine to share with you today. Last week, awesome. Air- Angela sh- uh, shared. I was going to say short. <laughs> Angela right. Shorn. Chateau <laughs> Ferrand. I'm going to share a white wine with you, but that has been noted to have a red wine sensation because it's so full bodied. Okay? Just tannin-y wise or what? So Why? this is Zodiac. This is okay. another French wine. It's okay. from the Côtes du Tan region. <laughs> right? I have no idea what you're saying. Thank you. <laughs> Ever since I study Italian, um, I can't do any French words at all. Like the tongue it got doesn't trans. It got so much worse. My Spanish got you guys really go good. Go back. Your <laughs> Spanish, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is from uh, the Sylvian and Nicholas Winery. It's called Zodiac. Okay. It's a blend of three things I've never even heard of, and I love when that happens. It's like discovering new little friends. Um, <laughs> Mozac, Colombat, Lon, de Lolio. You're trying to sell wine for us, Shay. Just keep that in mind. (laughs) This is actually a really important part of the show. (laughs) I say (laughs) that. Anyway, it's super full bodied. It's really, really good. I drank this last night. Um, And it has a really bright red fruit kind of flavor and that's kind of why they say it gives you this red wine experience um so really good even with like things you would normally pair a red wine with like lasagna Mm -hmm. roast chicken these kinds of things it can stand up to it it doesn't get lost so sometimes you need that like super full-bodied dry red experience to kind of counter Mm -hmm. what's going on in the food this one's really really good Again, we talked about the health of dry farm wines. This has 0.3 grams per liter of residual sugar, which is basically zero. (laughs) That's like the tip of my fingernail. That's like, yeah. 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 0.3 of a gram. Good gravy. Yeah. Just anyway, it's this winery is located in Chinon, France. Is it Chinon? Chinon. Chinon, France. Chinon. Anyway, so good. So if you guys. 
go. You can request this in your 36912 bottle pack. Give it a try. Give it a one-off. You don't have to order it every month. You can just try it. See if see if we're right. Let us know. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Oh, I okay. made my nose run now that I was laughing yeah. so hard. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. I was talking about throwing things away okay. and just giving yourself permission to like not just make sure your frugality is not sabotaging the organization of your home. And right? make sure because... that you're purchasing. Okay. And then isn't... I was going to do yes. that. I was going to say, and Shay was going to talk about mindful purchasing. And yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we live in a, I mean, I, I make a living talking about going to resale shops and getting stuff secondhand and things like that. And I, there is an aspect where that can get out of control or people just like to shop. Like my, mindful yeah. purchasing is really go, go ahead. I, I think, you. well, I think that people, was your idea. People so. go through ebbs and flows. Like even in our life, we go through seasons. Like when you move to your house you're at now, you mm -hmm. had to go buy stuff to fill it. All of a sudden you had triple the space that you had at halfway mm -hmm. and you needed things like you needed more baskets beds. to hold washcloths you <laughs> more needed baskets more beds. yeah exactly exactly you needed more rugs yeah. you need whatever take your pick mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. so that's fine but if you're settled like you're kind of in your place and you've kind of got your system down and i thought this the other day when i was in my kitchen i've been collecting copper for 13 years 13 years ago mm -hmm. i got my first vintage piece of copper mm-hmm and I have mine that everyone knows that sits above my stove. And then I actually have a surplus in my root cellar of ones that I don't use quite as often or don't hang from that correctly. Mm -hmm. And I actually stepped back and I was like, this is the copper you're going to die with. <laughs> like, you, you got it. it. Mm -hmm. I have the sizes I need. I have, I have what I need. Mm -hmm. And a piece of me got a little sad, like... I don't have to look for it anymore. And this has been mm -hmm. a copper and I have had this relationship for over a decade. Yeah. It's a weird feeling to say. Yeah. And also very countercultural to say, like, I'm good. I have what I need. Mm -hmm. There might Super be more sad. granola um, down in the root cellar in the basket on the floor. Sure. <laughs> um, I looked on the floor. I couldn't find any. Okay. I'm not sure then. Sorry. My point is, if I were to just go buy copper because I'm in the habit of buying copper and because I see copper and I find it and maybe it's a good deal and maybe it's a cool piece, I will have nowhere to put it. Yeah. That would not be a mindful purchase. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? All right. Mm -hmm. How much do we sabotage by going to a store and bringing back cool stuff, but like maybe stuff we don't need? Yeah. It's funny. I think my family has observed this in me in the last few years. We'll be out and like, don't you, mom, look at this. Look at that. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Because literally it's self-sabotage. You think it's fun. Mm -hmm. You get your little hit and then you spend the next three years moving it, dusting it, not having a place for it, feeling guilty for buying it, feeling guilty for throwing it away. Mm -hmm. Like you're literally in a trap of your own making. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah. So now we just like, we spend that money, but on consumables, like 
like good wine <laughs> or <laughs> those frozen pizzas yeah. I was talking about last week or <laughs> art supplies or like other mm -hmm. things like that. Not things I'm going to need to dust for the next 10 years. Right, right. Yeah. So I think mindful purchasing, when you're talking about creating space, like, like you always say the first step in making a beautiful room is to neutralize the ugly. Mm -hmm. Probably the first step in creating physical space in your house is to stop filling up the space you have with more stuff. Mm-hmm. Before yeah, you- Yeah, and that, and that, that's even where, like, don't be afraid to get rid of things. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you love quilts and you find a beautiful quilt and you like, is there one you haven't touched in three years that's just been sitting in a mm -hmm. crate or a trunk or something? You want to swap it out? That's a good point. Do the swap. Do the my, upgrade. That's my, I, my kids, uh, like we I've been doing that with my kids. Like, OK, you, you want X, Y, Z, but you have to get rid of something like you. You can't just take on more, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially in the kids rooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. All right. You have any other tips? You got tips um, for us? I mean, you know, I think, you know, it's a lot of it does come down to discipline. I know we all we want an easy answer. We want a 29 minute before and after an Amazon yeah. one and done. But a lot of it is habits and discipline. Mm. You know, a lot of clutter happens because you're too lazy to do the right thing with it at the moment it's in your hand i hate that you put it you know, at the top of the stairs you put it at the top of the stairs or you one of my biggest pet peeves is like when people walk past something like i don't do that like i i got a lot of bad habits but that is not one of them like i if there is something, I, t I just grab it. I can't bear to walk past something that needs to go from one room to another. Because once there's 10 of those things, your house is messy. Yep. You know? Yep. I think there's something to be said for just... <laughs> what are your sticking points there? Is it that you get home from work and you drop your purse and your keys and that gas receipt you know you need to file and you drop it on the kitchen counter? And then you go freshen up and then all of a sudden it's time to make dinner and then it's cleaning up dinner and then you're like, oh, there's that pile. Okay, I'll just get that in the morning or da, da, da. You know, and then by Friday afternoon, you've got that one corner of your kitchen countertop that's just full of crud. Mm -hmm. It's just full of stuff that needs mm -hmm. to get taken care of. And the, I think that one of the easiest ways to create a habit is like to a, like attach it to something else. You know, so you're... You're already getting home with the mail and your keys and your purse. Like, do the thing right then. Whether it's just go hang your purse up. You know, I've created a lot of sanity by just making a key hook. The keys don't come into the house. They go bump right on the right on the hook. At I, the need back doors. hook. I need so a key hook. I need So they're always hook. there. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, heaven forbid, walking the receipts. Like, the mail. I have a mail-in basket. And, mm -hmm. or even like, yeah, if there's a seed catalog I want to look at, but I can't look at it right then. Mm -hmm. Stuff I need to deal with. It goes into the mail-in basket. Yeah. And then once a week, I sit down when I pay bills with the mail-in basket. That's where I even put receipts and just like stuff that needs to paper stuff that needs to be dealt with. Yeah. But see, you sitting down once a week is a discipline. It's a discipline. Do I want to do it? Never. Yeah. I never want to do it. Usually I try to do it Friday afternoons 
so that I can like just I'll work out and then I'll sit down with a glass of wine, put some music on and it feels less painful that way. Mm -hmm. Like and that's fine. That's fine. Doing making something less painful yeah. is fine. Yeah. It doesn't all have to be like drudgery. There's or, something about Monday where I'm like, and now I need to like balance the budget. I got to pull up all the mm -hmm. bank transactions and reach out to the account. And da, da, da. There's something about Friday afternoon where I'm like, why don't we just file the receipts, send an email if we need to, write a few checks, yeah. slip them in the mailbox. I don't know. It just, it helps my well, attitude say, about it. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody has those things. Right. They have those days of the week and those pockets of time that feel a certain way. Go with it. Go Stop with God, soldier. <laughs> Stop fighting that kind of stuff. It's like I was saying last week about gap week, like where I, I was going to start right back up and like, you know, go with it. If Friday, if Friday after three seems more chill to you and that's yep, when you kind of want to tinker and do whatever or pour a glass of wine and, you know, yeah. put your mail away, do that. Yep. And if Monday morning feels like making the checklist with the red marker to check it off, do that. Like, mm -hmm. Know thyself. Know thyself. <laughs> yeah. And just yeah. be aware. I think we spend a lot of time in our heads and in, in our culture, mm -hmm. a lot of times thinking maybe even too much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we even talked about like talking to yourself versus listening to yourself. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's important to sort of be aware of those. Hey, I feel like this. I have a, t I have a tendency to get stressed out about this. So therefore... I'm going to make sure I put on the good music or do it when my mm -hmm. family's around so I don't feel like it's separating me from them. So I don't feel that mm -hmm. like resentment or, you know, take your pick, take your pick mm -hmm. of all those sorts of things. Um, um, something I ask myself all the time with stuff is like, I just look at whatever the next chapter in my life is. Is the next chapter a fresh Saturday morning? Yeah. Is the next chapter a certain age I'm going to turn? But I look at things and I say like, do I want this going into this next chapter of life? Whether it's this evening, do I want to see this laying around the house this evening? Yep. Or do I want to wear this outfit next summer? Yep. Do I ever want to wear this outfit again? Yep. You know, like. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that is, those are the habits, aren't they? Mm -hmm. I think I shared last week I've been writing at night. It's a habit I'm really trying to cultivate, especially during the mm -hmm. winter, which is not a good time for me, typically. I don't really mm -hmm. know what this winter has in store, but I know it'll help. And I know if I look back in six months and see a collection of beautiful thoughts and reflections that I've written, mm -hmm. it'll make me really happy. It'll be a really beautiful thing for me to kind of have to hold on to. And like, that's the person. Yeah, you're making these habits now for the person in the future. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of habits, we are going through the complete book of home organization together. And some of these talk a little bit about what we're, we're on the subject of today. So okay. here's your challenges for this week. Number 35, which is waste not thinking about the way that you dispose of waste. Remember, we're still in the kitchen of the kitchen mm -hmm. section of this book. So don't let those cardboard boxes accumulate by your kitchen door. Okay or your recycling cans or whatever, the things left on the counter for the compost that need to go out to the chickens. And all of a sudden you've got mm. a crappy old bucket sitting there with a bunch of old food in it. 
Um, Tony's encouraging you to think about whether this is like a slide out under the sink system, whether this is a bigger garbage can and just submitting to the fact that you need a bigger garbage can. Oh my gosh, I have a huge, huge aluminum or tin, whatever, with yeah. a lid. It's ugly. It's You know it's what huge. I saw the other day? The problem of family members not taking the trash out, where are the garbage bags, yada, yada. Mm. And so this homemaker put 10 trash bags on her trash can at one time. So she put one on, put another one on, put another one on so that you just lift out the trash bag. There's another one already installed right there. Mm -hmm. Like such a simple solution. Like a toothpaste for each person. Like a toothpaste for each person. Mm -hmm. Um, So think about your waste. Think about where it goes. Think about how you can organize it. Think about a way that you could set it up to be more efficient so that waste doesn't accumulate in your kitchen, okay? And then number 36, this is your last one for this week, is to go vertical. Think about all that stuff at arm reach level. And it can feel really bulky when everything is like four feet, right? Raise it up, whether that means like getting a pot rack, lifting your pots up out of the cupboard and putting them up higher. How about like a mug hanger so that all your mugs are not just like on a flat plane. Maybe they're on a, a nice vertical mug rack. I um, have one of those on the wall. Magnetic yeah. knife strips on the wall so that you can get your mm-hmm. knife block off your kitchen counter. Um, yeah, yeah. Raise your microwave okay. up. You know, we talked about building shelves last week. Just mm-hmm. think about think about spaces where things can go up or down, not just flat. Out. <laughs> not just out. Exactly. Um, As we're thinking about creating space and as we're thinking about storage solutions, this is one point I have got so aggressive about the last few years is I don't, I've realized for me with my kitchen setup, with filming and the way things look on camera, the way things photograph, I like to have my counters as clear as possible. Mm -hmm. So on my butcher block, I have a little lamp that Angela bought me and Mm -hmm. I have a little candle. And that's it. Um, on my stove, I have, you know, the simmer plate that Laconch has. Mm-hmm. So I have the simmer plate mm-hmm. with a little Lazy Susan on it that has salt, olive oil, little thing of maple syrup, butter. That sits there. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Other than one canister of utensils. That's all I keep on my counters. I can't take it. It's just I need I need space. Mm-hmm. creating space there so going okay. up and down is essential so there's your tasks for this week Ooh, we're Perfect. getting into the baking one next the bake kitchen challenge not. next week yeah. oh boy Ooh, oh that's boy. gonna be fun um okay homemakers hang on for just a few minutes with us while we share some new advertisers with you thank you for your support of them and of the podcast we'll be back in just a minute Let's be blunt. We think everyone can benefit from doing their monthly shopping with Azure Standard. Right now, we want you to visit homemakerchicpodcast.com forward slash A-Z-U-R-E, Azure, and get shopping by finding a drop point near you or even signing up to head up your own. 
Azure Standard is a family-owned, organ-based, whole food grocer that delivers all around the United States each month. This is how I grocery shop every month for items that we need. To give you an idea, my order usually includes bulk grains and flours, dried lentils and beans and peas, butter, cheese, and other dairy products, specialty grocery items like soy sauce, dried herbs, spice blends, teas, glass gallon jars. This is where I get it all. But you don't have to order huge amounts. They offer bulk items and small items, your choice. We encourage you to visit homemakerchicpodcast.com forward slash Azer, build a cart full of the products that you need to run your home and kitchen well, from plant starts in the spring to fresh produce to baking supplies to everything in between. Azer has exceptional offerings and the price and selection are on point. Right now, you can get 10% off your first order by using the code HC10. This promotion expires April 30th, 2024 and is only available to first-time Azure customers with a minimum $100 order or more to a drop location, one-time use per customer. Visit homemakerchicpodcast.com forward slash Azure and get shopping. Tubes & Co. will supply you with everything you need for non-toxic skincare, but did you know that they'll also supply all your makeup needs? Standard makeup is filled with harsh preservatives and chemicals, but not Tubes & Co. You can use code HMC10 for 10% off and shop Emily's Perfect Formulas for liquid foundations, concealers, mineral makeup, natural blush, creamy cheek tints, luminizers and bronzers, all made without any chemicals, artificial fragrances, or preservatives. For each piece of makeup you shop, whether it's the long lash mascara, eyeshadow, or eyebrow pencils, you can view an entire list of all the ingredients included right on the product page. Emily is transparent and open about all the ingredients included, and she should be proud of this work. This is an incredible, clean makeup line that you can feel good about using and that works wonderfully. Visit tubesandco.com and use code HMC10 for 10% off your natural makeup purchase with Tubes & Co. Homemaker Chic listeners, you hear me talk all the time about how much I love interior design. I want to help you become your home's very best interior designer. If you want to take your passions and create a tasteful, well-designed home using interior design elements and principles that withstand all those decorating trends, then I want you to join my Old World Design Society today, and I'm treating you to a free week so you can see what it's like. Not everyone can afford an interior designer, but with the society, you're going to be part of a private forum of people just like you who are posting their projects, questions, ideas. Every week, I issue a design challenge to help you stretch your creativity. We meet for coffee every Friday morning, and once a month, you can send me all your design questions and your photographs whatever you're working on and i'm going to answer those during a live design q a call if you're tired of painting if you're tired of scrolling and you want to make friends and be a part of a group that actually encourages the application of ideas this private group is just for you let me treat you to a free week click the red circle that says design over on our instagram page or scroll down in these show notes click the link and become a part of the society today okay Here's one more I'm going to leave people with, too. You may have okay. another one or two. But as we're talking about creating space, we have to involve the people who live here. Mm -hmm. This is not a burden for you to carry alone. <laughs> Mom can only do so much to the junk drawer. Mm -hmm. 
need help yeah and this could be i don't care if this is like your college age son who comes home for the summer mm -hmm. people gotta help right i i actually have the the 13 year old almost 14 boohoo uh she handles the two main drawers in the kitchen Every, you know, every month, three or four weeks when they get a little crazy, the lids aren't put where they go, it's the, you know, the, the nesting things aren't stacked in a nest, you know, I'm like, could you do those drawers for me, please? Mm -hmm. Please help me. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you, I mean, how else do you involve your family? Because they are a part of it. I'm just thinking like mm -hmm. when I, when I declutter, it's usually a mom thing. Mm hmm. Well, there's little there's just kind of little, you know, I a lot of what I do during the day is I hear my mom's words in my head, <laughs> you know, and so I, I do repeat a lot. And I, I hope that they hear my words and, you know, little things like I'm trying to instill in them the minute the sock gets a hole in it, get rid of it. We don't wear socks with holes in them. Get rid of it. Not on your bedroom floor in the garbage mm -hmm. you know not in a miscellaneous sock pile just get rid of it mm -hmm. and please don't bring legos downstairs <laughs> those are the two the two cardinal rules <laughs> please don't bring legos downstairs because they get broken you get mad i am so much of a softy i won't vacuum them up i'll bend over and pick them up and put them in my apron you know like just don't do it mm -hmm. you you won't you'll be happier if you keep the legos upstairs mm -hmm. you know and um, it's just, again, it's like habits. I, I try to call people back if they leave the bathroom a mess. Who was the last person in the bathroom? Please come and put the shampoo bottles where they go. Thank you. Mm -hmm. da, da, da. You know, like, mm -hmm. it's it's a pain. It's a, you know, it's a lot of repetition. And But uh, when it stays, like, uncluttered, like, they... They appreciate they it. They see it. They, oh, they yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. And so it is important to make them a part of that process it's not always fun it's not always um like you don't i don't like repeating myself kids need repetition yeah they need yeah i've actually been thinking about this because it can maybe what we're saying could come across as a little staunch or cold you know or you have to have it like this or I don't know. Who knows how people perceive things? That always blows my mind when we hear from people. Mm -hmm. But Oh, yeah, for sure. I actually think that the family members sort of thrive when they know what to expect. For yeah. example. Whether there's a menu written on the chalkboard or what, they there's like a piece there's that like comes piece, for them. Like a comfort. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I know this place. It's mm -hmm. not... It's not just the wild, wild west. Like, here's the towel drawer with extra towels. So if I run out, I know where to look to find them. Mm -hmm. You know? Something I do that frustrates my kids is I haven't found a good home for the silverware yet. Because mm. it's in a basket and it, like, floats around the kitchen. And about, I change it every few months. There's, Where's the silverware today, Mom? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they, like... I think it brings them a stability and it brings them mm -hmm. a security. And it kind of goes to show you how our work that we do as homemakers, it's more important than just the work itself. It's like my kids have a laundry day. It's really not a complicated system, but we just stick to it. 
they mm-hmm. know they're not going to just go until they have no clean clothes to wear. They're not going to be the stinky mm-hmm. kid. Mom's going to make sure of it. I know on mm-hmm. Wednesdays, the washing machine's going to be empty. It's going to be ready for my stuff. You know, I help them mm-hmm. kind of fold difficult things or hang up things that are a little trickier for them. That's like, that's like a security. That's a comfort. Mm-hmm. It's like a mom's mom's got this. And I think you don't even yeah. have to have kids for that to be true. Stuart's the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves knowing, okay, and here's where the extra things are. And you need something. Here's the medicine box and you need something like there's space for you to go down there and to find it. It's not going <clears> to <throat> stuff. Boxes aren't going to fall out at your face when you open up the hall closet. Mm-hmm. We all enjoy that. <laughs> right. We, we, that, right. That's pleasure for all of us. It's a lot of work, mm-hmm. but I think the more ways you can involve the family, even if that just means asking the people you live with, hey, what would you find helpful? Or where do you feel like we could improve having things organized a little bit? Or mm-hmm. are there things that live in a certain part of the house that you think maybe would be better living somewhere else? Or, yeah, I mean, take your pick. Like, what do they think? Right. Because maybe a sticking point when stuff isn't ending up where it should go or something. Maybe maybe someone has a better idea. <laughs> right. Or maybe there's... We were forever picking up Legos in the living room because we're up there and there's a fireplace mm-hmm. and we're hanging out and there's couches and I could fight it or I could just put a Lego table up there and be like, mm. you know what? Praise the Lord that I have these beautiful little people who want to be creative and play with the Legos. And there's going to be a day when they're 30 and there's not going to be a Lego table in my living room anymore. Right. But for now, there is. Right. Aesthetically, not so pleasing. But Oh, I love a Lego table. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, it. that's what works for the family. Mm-hmm. And again, by actually adding something in, we've actually created space. In cleaning yeah. and moving Legos around and breaking, having to break down creations and move them off the dining room table before we can eat dinner. And okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Anyway. For sure. All right. Well, that right. gives you some food for thought, ladies, on creating space, minding the gap physically, holding space yeah. in your home physically for your family to live your family to move, your family to expand. And uh, hopefully we've helped you to see that doesn't mean a bigger, perfect house. <laughs> no. That's not the answer. Is there such a thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Awesome. Yes. So as so, always, uh, join us. Go ahead. Join us over on Instagram. There you go. Watch. Mind those, mind those red buttons. Clean. Sheets. Wine. Beauty. Skin. Yep. Mind the red buttons. That's how uh, you show your love for the show by showing love for our our advertisers. And they've been with us for so long. They're such good people. We love working with them. And uh, that's where you can also see the trailers, find out what the topic is. And there's that link to Patreon over there as well. We're going to yep. be back next Monday. We're going to continue to mind the gap for the next eight weeks. It's going to look different every week going to be fantastic. Yep. Sounds good, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.